All right. <clears throat> Get ready for this. Buckle up your balls. <laughs> Bunny! Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film, still kicking even during the apocalypse. That's right. But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this show, would know two obvious facts, two undeniable facts about the both of us, your hosts, America's most beloved will-they-or-won't-they couple, Bunny and Steve. <laughs> First and foremost, the one absolutely true fact about you, Bunny, yes. is that you are a part-time Dr. Phil impersonator. And tell me, Bunny, what is so sensual about Dr. Phil for you? The most sensual thing about Dr. Phil to me uh, stems from my childhood. Uh, I yeah. don't know. It, you probably remember there used to be a, a toy that you can get from, like, any junk shop. And okay. it would be a cartoony kind of face. And then a lot of magnet, a lot of iron flakes. And then yeah. you would have kind of a pen magnet. Yes, yes. And you would pick up the magnetic flakes and you would drop it on the cartoon face and things like that. And give them mustaches. Yeah. 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 Dr. Phil looks like one of those creations. You are very right. You know, you are so. Very right, sir. So it brings up a lot of these childhood feelings that wind up getting associated with Dr. Phil and, and I just got to spank it, you know? Yeah. I can't help. It I'm, makes so much sense. I'm compelled. It makes so much sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for walking us all through that, buddy. <laughs> and the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to find a story in the history books, maybe one that people don't know too much or don't remember, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. So that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. I so the podcast became a chase scene. I like to call it repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anybody wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap. It's quick and to the point. And as my grandfather used to say. Spanish, 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 some fucking thing. I don't know. What do I look like? <laughs> Julio Iglesias? And so this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be looking into the true story about how one late night talk show host started a nationwide shortage, uh, the, which I think is a very apropos topic for us to discuss right now. What with America being a nation of horrible assholes. So anyway, funny, we yes. will be taking a friendly trip to the 1970s. Okay. Yes, the 70s. 
So grow some sideburns, put on an old denim outfit, and fill the house with the gentle aroma of the Jimmy Dean sausages you're cooking on the oven, as well as the Schlitz beers you're vomiting on the floor. Whip out your eight-track tapes, your bell-bottom jeans, and your racial tensions, because it's 1973, and everyone is enjoying three things. American graffiti, the music of ABBA, and of course, 1973's hottest trend, taking your pet rock with you to wait in line for six hours for a half a tank of gas. Well, see, that's kind of the problem, okay? Whenever I get nostalgic for the 70s, I get nostalgic for the 50s. Yeah, yeah. Because the 50s that's what were really happens. popular in the 70s. That's how we got yeah. Greece. Yeah, we had the nostalgia craze in the 70s for the yeah. 50s. So yeah. Fucking yeah. Shauna Na was at Woodstock. Weirdest fucking casting. How, yeah, how, I still world. don't get how that happened. Yeah, fucking weird. So, yes, the 70s were a different time. Lines for essential things, people panic buying. The stock market in shambles. So unrelatable. Yes. How will modern day people relate to the 1970s? So it's 1973. There's an energy shortage. The stock market crumbles. There's a gas shortage because now gas is now super expensive. And then in the midst of all of this, random, suddenly, randomly, boom, for all the things to happen, onions, bunny. Suddenly, onions are in short supply. So people are already hoarding gas and and electricity and onions. Pretty much the entire nation is just cautiously looking around going like, oh, what's next? You know? Yeah. There's a shortage of energy. There's a shortage of gas. There's a shortage of onions. Like, like what's next? What's the next shoe? That's gonna drop. It's got to be something. Well, we better the Bee Gees. Keep our guards up. Well, let's pause this story now and instead talk uh, at length, if needed, about just how popular Johnny freaking Carson was. Yes. Okay. He was yes. the host of the Tonight Show back when it meant something. Back when it actually meant something. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon, but Carson was a man and you're a frat boy at best. And Johnny could say anything and nobody would ever get mad of him. Mad at him. Yeah. Like like yeah. Nixon never blasted back against Johnny Carson. Oh hell no. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. Carson was the host of The Tonight Show from 1962 to 1992. Jesus fucking Christ. That's a huge run. And the the nationwide consensus was, okay, it's late. You have work in the morning, so you're going to go to bed. You're going to get in your pajamas. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to wash your face. You're going to lay in bed. And before you go to sleep, You'll watch Johnny's monologue. Uh-huh. That's just what you did. You don't go to sleep until you've seen Johnny's monologue, until he's hit the the invisible golf ball. Yes. You know? 
And everyone did that for decades. Johnny Carson had all of America's attention for a very, very long time. Johnny Carson was so damn popular, so beloved, so influential that the man single-handedly caused a nationwide toilet paper shortage. Again, so unrelatable. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So this is how it happened. In November of 1973, a rumor was reported in the papers that in Japan, there was a possible tissue shortage. Yeah, okay. So that wasn't much of a big deal. That wasn't much of a big deal. Maybe you read that a little bit. You go, oh, in Japan, they're running out of, okay. Not much of a big deal. No one really cared much. But it was out there. Oh, Japan, possible tissue shortage. Enter the story, Republican congressman from Wisconsin, (laughs) Mr. Harold V. Frolich. Frolich. This Frolich was getting complaints about a shortage of pulp paper by his constituents. He's in the middle of freaking Wisconsin, and he's like, oh, yeah, we've been having some problems. Uh, <laughs> not, a lot of, not a lot of pulp paper there for us to uh, get our hands on. And so Harold Frolich is like, don't worry, my constituents, I will fight for you. So... He starts releasing press statements about a possible paper shortage. Uh, oh, will we be, might we be living in a future without paper? Is there a possible paper shortage? How come no one else but me is talking about this? Yada, yada, yada. He's this fiery Wisconsin rabble rousing, aggrandizing, blustery motherfucker. And he's, he, he has his, uh, a few random constituents complain about pulp a lack of pulp paper, and suddenly he's on all of the news and he says, quote, within a few months, I hope we don't all have to ration toilet paper. Uh-oh. So now the media starts reporting on the just this one guy's blustery fear-mongering. He doesn't even have any facts about a possible toilet paper shortage. He just has a few people, a, a few constituents complain and decides to make a, 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 a make a snit over it. And he's- Make already, a stink over toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so now the media starts reporting on his blustery fear mongering, but the media does the media's thing. You, you turn on the TV, is America going to be- Running out of toilet paper soon? We go now live to the CEO of Charmin and shit like that. And you have the news reporting from inside a toilet paper warehouse. Yeah. And and people, Americans, the general public, they start to get worried about toilet paper. They were worried, but it wasn't a frenzy yet. Okay. Okay, it was just the media saying, will we run out of toilet paper? Are the rumors true? Is Harold Froelich right? Will we be rationing toilet paper soon? So so people are worried, but it's not a frenzy yet. It was close, though. It was like there are highly flammable gas cans in a fireworks factory in Mesa, Arizona, and it's 118 degrees outside. But that's it. Yeah. Something bad is happening. Something bad could happen, but 
but but uh, everything's fine. So it was Johnny Carson who walked past the fireworks factory and threw the match because <laughs> uh, uh, he was so popular. <clears throat> but it's not his fault. It's not Johnny's fault. Dude was just looking for funny monologue material. So we saw on the news, he saw the news reports on Harold Froelich and the possible toilet paper shortage. And he did a ton of jokes about it on The Tonight Show. Did you hear this? Did you? So, uh, uh, did anybody see the news? Did you see this? Did you see this? Let me, let me tell you what's, what's happening right now. It's some weird, wild stuff. But here's the misstep in going from Froelich complaining to the media over exaggerating. And then finally to Johnny's lips, he goes out. Here's the difference. Johnny comes out and says in his monologue, quote, did you hear this? I saw it on the news. There's a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> Absolute fucking madness, Bunny. Yes. People, all, all of these people who watch Johnny every night, suddenly they go, holy shit, there's a toilet paper shortage? Well, there must be. Johnny Carson just said there was. Hot damn. Let's head over to the TGNY and buy 50 packages of toilet paper. Yeah. So there wasn't a toilet paper shortage, though. There was not a toilet paper shortage. But Johnny Carson said there was, which caused a ton of people who watched The Tonight Show to go out and panic buy all of the toilet paper, thus creating an actual toilet paper shortage. November yeah, and but, you know, of 19- but still, the difference between then and now is, I don't know of anybody who said anything. Nobody said anything. Yeah, no. This All time of a sudden, for no fucking ourselves. reason, everybody yeah. just started buying toilet paper. Yeah. And I still don't get it. Yeah. Apparently, November and December of 1973 and January and February of 1974 was a bad time for shitting. <laughs> it was a crappy it was a crappy time for actual crapping. <laughs> Eventually it got so bad that Johnny Carson had to apologize on the air. And so in January of 1974, uh, he came out at his desk and looked at the camera and apologized and assured viewers that no, there is no toilet paper shortage. And so Johnny Carson stopped the toilet paper shortage that he created. And professors wrote pages upon pages about the media's role in the blah, 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 blah. So when COVID-19 caused people to panic by toilet paper, I thought, wow, that's some weird, wild stuff. <laughs> I thought, uh, wow, this is a weird retro. I uh, do not remember the toilet comeback. paper shortage. Yeah, I, I I remember the coffee shortage. The coffee shortage, yeah. I, oh, definitely the gas shortage. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. But yeah, for a small period in time, Johnny Carson caused a toilet paper shortage. Isn't that amazing? And I know I say this all the time during Shaps, but I can't believe more people don't know about the Johnny Carson toilet paper shortage. 
it would seem that right now, especially, more people would be talking about the Johnny Carson toilet paper shortage. But well, Johnny I am, Carson. Johnny Carson was the goddamn man. I that's, I, I am now wondering fact. if if maybe Men in Black have come by and erased all of our memories because I do not recall this at all. See, maybe not it's, even uh, a little. Maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a Bernstein Bears thing. Yeah. You know? Maybe yeah, that's maybe it's not... uh, maybe this is butterfly effect Mandela right here. This is Mandela effect. Maybe that did not happen in my universe. Yeah, my that's universe of origin. Yeah. So that's it for Steve Stubbs this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about a rocky movie franchise stars mysterious death okay um i i i just learned i just learned this story about a person who starred or co-starred in one of the rocky movies and um his mysterious illness it's an amazing story that we're really? gonna be breaking down next week yeah it's one it's it's my least favorite Rocky movie, but still, we're going to be diving into Rocky Five okay. next week, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Let me just say, it's going to be fun. So that's next week. Join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations, and cut on that.